1: Welcome to Toronto Sports Matter with your host, Brandon Kajoka, and with me is the Sport Doctor, the return of the Sport Doctor from the West Coast, Mr. Gregory Yeroshadis. Good to be back. Good to be back. And with us again is my half-Asian brethren, the return of the Twin Dragon podcast, Christian Graffin. <laughs> Twin, dragons. Twin Dragon. Twin Dragon. Um, so, guys, we got a three-man panel today. A first for Toronto Basketball Matters. No, it isn't. I guess we had Jamon before. He's a little short, so I'll say two and a half. No, if he hears this, he'll kill me. No, Jamon, <laughs> you are a full man, and you will beat the shit out of me. There you go. You won that battle. Uh, continuing this stupid conversation I'm having right now. Uh, really massive, I guess, um, point and crux in the I guess in the history of the Toronto Raptors right now uh swept by the Cleveland Cavaliers um you know we're at a crossroads right now you know we have several players who are about to be free agents Kyle Lowry on a player option at 12 million which he most realistically will decline what do we do what direction do we go right now as an organization because we can either go one way and which is kind of continue. The path we're on, hoping that the players we have will kind of continue developing under the guise of Dwayne Casey, or we have the other side where we don't re-sign Cal We let all of our free agents go. We trade the assets we have, including DeMar DeRozan, Jonas Valanciunas. A full-out rebuild. A blow-up, if you, blow if them you up. will. Blow them up. Uh, so we're going to have a little bit of a debate right now because I know both of you have two completely drastically different uh, perspectives on this issue. Great. How do
2: you know what I think?
1: Greg I can read you you don't a know what I Adair think book I can see you from a mile away, baby.
2: Okay, can can I first say that I mean even how you frame it, right? Only in the modern era of professional basketball is the franchise at a crossroads. When you have a main player that's in his late 20s and still getting better, a full team, a team that's won 50-plus games numerous years now, only in this modern era would you define this as a crossroad. Kyle you Lowry— You got some free agents, yeah. right? You got some free agents, but I I don't know if I'm all about this crossroad hype. I know that that makes sense in the modern landscape of the NBA when it's like championship or tank, which I think is is flawed from the beginning, but—
0: so you well, have no you have no problem staying where we are then just being a Eastern Conference fourth or fifth or sixth place team?
2: Well, I mean, it's hard to stay where you are year by year, right? Like teams are always evolving, okay? Um to to the point about who we sign or who we try to retain, like that's another discussion and why, right? So I don't think tanking or trading all that we have to get a bunch of young players who may or may not pan out is a viable option for where we are right now because you've built up a culture of success. And you've actually finally made the city a destination where players want to actually come play, especially international players. Um, You do have building blocks and you have pieces. And if if you choose not to re-sign Kyle Lowry or if Kyle Lowry walks you then have money that you can use to sign other players, right? Uh, so, uh, I mean, whether or not we drop a little bit next year and gear up for a couple years later, I don't know if we'd be the, you know, staying where we are. Because I think if you bring back the same team next year, they'll be better than they are this year. Right, you have a, like you have so many young players on the team already.
0: We thought that last year, though, didn't and we? And then we better. got we got a bunch of players at the trade deadline, but we uh-huh. didn't, we didn't do better. We didn't even do better against Cleveland. Forget no, about the but, round that we went in. No, like, but but that matters, matters right? right? No, we're definitely a
2: better team. There's no, we're definitely a better team than we were last year. Just the eye test, we'll we'll tell you that. Like they're better. Lowry was better. Uh, they're, they're better individually, right? And the players that you brought in made us collectively better. I think the issue was that. A, Cleveland was who you drew in the second round. B, Kyle Lowry played all of two games in that series. And you're never going to... We're never going to beat the Cavs even for a game. Maybe you get a game at home. Right? Like, I, I don't know if that sweep was representative of... Right? Like, like what if Lowry was playing and we had won three games v- v- versus them? Or one game? Or two? Or... You, like would that change like the necessity to tank, right? I I, don't, I just don't know if we've evaluated just how good the team can be because we didn't have our leader in that series. Like he is our leader, right? When you don't have that, it really does matter past just a point
0: standpoint. The things I I don't think he's sticking around next year. Okay, kind, well then that's another of, thing then, right? What do you do in that case? Right. So I I think well Masai Masai's. You know his whole entire the
2: almighty uh, messiah. Yeah, the, the, I don't like to
0: doubt that man. The interview that he didn't want to do after the the end of the season, so uh-huh. the season yep. wrapped up, and yep. it shed a lot of light, like on the Raptors' future. And he wants a culture change, and I think that mm-hmm. that means, I think you have to kind of build around different superstars than what we have, uh, especially if Lowry is to go. Because, like you said, Lowry is the the one person uh-huh. that you kind of want to build around. So if he's no, gone, I'd say DeRozan,
2: DeRozan, because he's younger, at least because he's the rarest.
1: But that's what talent. I'm trying to get He's at. He's a rare talent. talent. So like go, to good get good at... luck
2: finding a player like DeRozan. That's good, good luck finding him. A, a guy that can create his own shot, scores 20, you know, six points a game, wants to be here, continuously works, good attitude. No, no, you're right. right. Good you're luck right. finding right.
1: that. Yeah, but I, I define the conversation crossroads by stating that Kyle Lowry is 31. Do you yeah. want to give a guy 31 who's such an important... Part of why our team is competitive, a five-year contract, essentially max contract. Let's say two hundred over five. Right. If we Do give we him wanna, a contract, well, yes. but but that's not
0: that's suicide for the next five years. If we give Lowry a max contract,
1: yeah. So, but I don't know. Like, so look if, at the is he Grizzly, Best example
0: of is he demanding
1: like top NBA dollar realistically, th- market value, other teams throwing contracts, Phil definitely 76ers. I wouldn't be surprised if they gave him the max that they can give him at $35 million a year. Yeah, Do we but, want to but pay but an additional is, $5 million? But Lowry wants,
0: wants rings. He'll go to the Spurs, maybe. There there are teams out there that, that he yeah. can go to, but I, I don't think he's staying, regardless. So therefore, if he's not staying, I, I don't think DeMar's a great leader. He's a great player. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's the best leader. Well, um Coach Casey is one of those, I think a lot of people have doubts about him, Um, especially Masai, again, going back to that conference. He was kind of warning him, saying, we have to change the way we play. We can't play isolation basketball. We have to get a sort of a, a different team. So... LeBron again, also in the East. How are we gonna? How are we gonna beat him in the next two or three yeah. years, legitimately? Yeah,
2: but there's always gonna be another LeBron or another Jordan or another like that's like saying like pack it in in this whole era.
0: But the argument as well that you can't rebuild through the draft. Like look what Golden State did. Like they rebuilded through the draft and then they got free agents to come. So right now, I don't think we're attracting a superstar free agent. I didn't agent. say you can't rebuild yeah,
2: the graph
1: Yeah, but graph, and that's a very small sample size. you got to look at teams like I'll throw there's, the Orlando Magic out there, there's for There's tons
2: of horror stories of teams. Dwight Howell, has, like, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's that's not that you can't. Right? There's no guarantee that the team that you're going to end up with in five years will have a better shot of winning than the one you do have now. And l- like I said, there's going to be a power then too, right? That's just the nature of of the NBA, right? Um, Sorry, Brandon. I,
1: sorry, I, I, I cut you I, off. You know, just going into this though, you know, like winning three playoff series in two years doesn't really sound that impressive until you realize, you know, the Raptors won one in the previous twenty. Yeah, I was gonna you know, say that's not bad. You know what I mean? Like, that's not like, bad. Y- you They've gotta, won
2: three out of five playoff series.
1: And realistically, I, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle between you guys because I do think it wouldn't make any sense to resign Kawhi Lowry, but I also believe we should. Well, hold on. What retain, if you? Hold what if, if you
2: resign him? What if you resign yeah, him yeah, for? I mean, what if
1: you resign him for less money? I don't think he's gonna take less money to stay in Toronto. He's going to get a max
2: contract. Probably. You think, really? You think that's what, but he doesn't I don't want, think... but he said the money isn't what's motivating him. I think when... If you could sign him for less money, right? Think... And, and and you sign Ibaka, who I think you also should go after. I think the only one you let walk out of those four is uh, Patterson, unless they want ridiculous amounts of money. It just doesn't work. I disagree. I think oh when... no, but I'm asking you, if he would sign for a reasonable amount, is he not worth keeping? And the fact that he's old, doesn't matter if he could shoot. It doesn't matter, right? Because he's in the best shape. Of his let me life.
1: let me let me continue what I was trying to get at initially. Okay, so my whole interpretation of this argument is especially is specifically derived of meaning you guys right down the middle. Okay, I look at the current roster we have, and I look at our our, our eventual free agents. Calarvey will elect out of a twelve million dollar contract. He will be a free agent, and someone he already will him, has so, exactly. So someone will throw him thirty five million dollars per year. My whole thing over the five Toronto Raptors. Greg, give me one second here. So my whole thing with the Toronto Raptors is looking at our current roster, looking at the valuable assets. We currently have, regardless of what you view Jonas Valanciunas as, I still view him as a valuable commodity and a guy we can build around or work he is. around. Of course, in he's roster. a valuable. Commodity. I look at DeMar DeRozan and maybe not necessarily a number one option as a superstar offensively, but he's a great player to have on your team, and especially in a rebuilding process where you want to surround young players around proven veterans. DeMar DeRozan. Is the best person you can have in a situation. His tenaciousness, his hard work, his demeanor. His I, I think he has great leadership skills as well. I think it's the idea of he said he had me, bad on. leadership. I couldn't skills. disagree no, more. I, I I disagree. I think Demar Derozan is What a shows you he's a good leader. I think it's based by his hard work. I don't think he needs to be necessarily the loudest guy in the locker room. Like I think le- he needs to be leading by people doing by example for sure. One hundred percent. I think a PJ, lot of role listen, players though, think, have
0: a hard time following someone. Listen, who can't, I think
1: I think PJ Tucker is a great player, and I think Patrick Patterson looked great in. The Certain situations, but both those guys need to go. Ibaka as well. and DeRozan. think Tucker needs to Realistically, go? Realistically, we're not going to be competing with Cleveland with LeBron James, but I also think we have great assets involved that we can develop the players we have now, draft intelligently, because my biggest issue was especially last year's draft where we took Yakupotl and Pascal Siakam, who are good players off the bench, but how limited is their ceiling? My whole thing with the Toronto Raptors draft is I drafting think, guys with the highest possible potential. I look at this draft, for example. Man, that's what they did with Look at it like they drafted him on upside alone. Kabakalo was a <laughs> was was a complete anomaly in the conversation though because Kabakalo wasn't even on the fucking board in the first place. We had yeah, yeah. Ronnie Hood and we okay. had this conversation. Yeah, you times wanted before. okay <laughs> I'm looking at this draft right now and I'm looking at who has a possible highest ceiling. You look at a guy like Henry Giles on Duke, for example, who was a consensus number one overall pick prior to his massive it's so hard injury. I hard to look. that stuff man listen this is a team right now with that position late in the first round where we need to take the highest ceiling prospect possible I think we could build a championship caliber team if we rebuild but not fully rebuild within the sense of trading all of our assets aren't Building the Raptors the teams one, that are one of the
2: youngest teams in the NBA
1: aren't they do you think but my whole th- but my whole thing about team is do you think we have blue chip prospects on our team? Do we think we have blue guys chip? Who no we're we gonna be starting you,
2: five. Oh yeah, I think Pertle's gonna be a starting five four Pur- man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, no, yeah, I he disagree. I think Pertle's He was the best defensive player in the country last year out of college. He played re- he played really well. He got Patterson out of the rotation and Noguera out of the rotation in the latter part. Like Siakam started but based purely purely on his, his athleticism and Purtle nullified him. I actually think Pirtle's better than you think he is. He's he just understated, but he's a very good defensive player, and he's very athletic, very athletic. He just I like a lot, a lot of, of our rookies.
0: rookies, and you're right. We have a young team, and I think that's one of the reasons we'll why we should you short, do... sort of blow them up. And you should let these yeah. guys go. You can have sort of a DeLon, I, no, Powell, we... Noguera, Pirtle out there. Ugh, Noguera. If we, had, if, we, if we had one <laughs> player
1: on our team that legitimately we could build around, if we were the Boston Celtics and we had an eventual number and overall pick, yeah, that... I would fully support a complete blow-up of the yeah. organization. But yeah, we don't yeah. have that one single prospect that defines our future. We don't have that. We're bereft of that one player. And what I'm saying is that a couple players in, in 2019. Yeah, but look, like I, I just I don't see like I'm gonna throw Orlando back out there again. How long like they've had three top five picks. And what have they done with those top five picks? They wouldn't yeah, have a team with three top Drafting five picks is harder than hours. just picking exactly, yeah. exactly. Look at Philadelphia.
2: Yo, they still suck, man. They've been tanking for ten years and they still suck. They're gonna be great next year. Yeah, they've been to every year that, yeah, if if embiid plays, if their prospects don't get injured, you know, like it, it's always a crapshoot, but that's the thing, right? Like, there's no guarantee on any of these prospects. They're just prospects, right? And again, like, is it worth putting the city, is it worth destroying the fan base, watching shitty basketball, right? Losing money, hemorrhaging money, all that mm-hmm. shit, just so maybe, possibly sometime down the road, you can compete for a championship when you've already, like, like the, but this is the modern NBA. There is no, like, the division title don't mean anything anymore. Right, regular season means nothing, and that's why LeBron sat, and that's why LeBron we played him in the in the second round instead of playing him in the. Con- if we got to the conference finals, would we be having this conversation?
0: If we beat Cleveland, Le- no. If if we ended up playing Cleveland in the conference finals, it's the same thing to me. as Cleveland is the is, really? the is the number one? It doesn't matter what round we face them in. Be-
2: because in that press conference with the Jury, his whole thing was, you know, last year we were top four. Right, because he's to me behind. that to
0: me that doesn't matter. And honestly, I don't think that Lowry is going to stick around. So I don't think Bach is going to stick around for that. I don't even think we can resi- like or Tucker. Um, these are players I think they're going to walk, and we're going to have we're going to be forced right, into a rebuild almost, whatever, or at least a, a little bit of a rebuild. With let's those just say that.
1: Let's say, say that. Whenever we look behind our shoulder, there's always going to be that proverbial boogeyman, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Regardless of who we play, if we face from the conference finals, regardless of when we face them, there's always going to be that. Incredibly terrifying team. But you know. I don't.
2: But I don't even know. Like it. It's very hard to have this conversation because I don't even know how competitive we could have been against them with a full team, right? Like in that first game, they didn't dominate us in that first game. They pulled away um, without Lowry in, in the last game.
1: They you know, dominated we, us. We competed. In the series, no. Oh yeah. The pacers
2: obviously. look better but than we no, did. But but without Lowry, they're gonna do that. Like, you don't have your leader, like, psychologically. But he's not going to stick around next year No, no, but, but I'm just saying it's hard to evaluate how good your team is when you never actually saw them in a – you know what I mean? Like, you didn't, they didn't have even time to gel, right? Lowry was injured, and then he comes back for the playoffs, and, like, it's, it's difficult to evaluate. So Masai is not in an easy position by any means, right? He has to kind of weigh all these things, right? I think if you want to change what you mentioned about the isolation ball, Right, mm-hmm. as a as a fan and mm-hmm. as like a, a a sports enthusiast, someone who watches the game for, for the beauty of the game, it's frustrating watching Dwayne Casey's offense at times. Of course. Mind you, that's what has won in American basketball over the past ten years. Like that's now what's changing actually, right? You're seeing more like European style, Steve Kerr's uh, this actually is linked to Phil Jackson and Greg Popovich, right? Triangle and all that stuff, passing moving, passing moving. That was not the way that the Bulls, though, or the Lakers, necessarily won. It's not the way that the Knicks played in the uh, in But in the every era, it modernizes. No, but right? American you basketball kind is of go intensely with- individualistic, is what I'm saying. And Casey comes from that... Background. Look like at the Warriors. They're such an
0: unselfish team.
2: Yeah, but that's because of Steve. But that's a new thing, right? And the, I think that we, they, Casey has to kind of try to
0: adapt but to the, that. The Rockets are doing it, and look how it's successful for them. I mean, there's a lot of teams that are trying to get to that model right now. No, the, Ro-
2: the, the Rockets don't necessarily play like the the Rockets shoot play seven a seconds a game. I know seven seconds or less. The Golden State Warriors play up tempo, but they play extremely unselfish basketball. That is to say, unselfish, in so much as James Harden is the most selfish player on the planet and it's just looking for open three-point opportunities. I mean, the other night he shot like 15 three-pointers or something like that, right? But just going back, if something needs to change and Ajiri wants to make a statement, I understand the urge to fire Casey, but the really continuity does matter. When you have all this coaching turnover, like I'd like to see cuz look, without Casey, you don't get to where we are as a franchise now. You really don't. He really did develop some of our players. Like if you look at you, at and how he played in these playoffs, defensively he played really good. That's
1: purely a result of Dwayne Casey benching him every single time he missed. You no, know, that's him. a great point. You can also kind of say Kyle Lowry as well. He had that yeah. kind of ill temperament before, and, and he past. handled Katie him, Toronto man, right? Because of- he's
2: a rock. The man is a hard man's. Okay, but is so my question then is, and maybe you guys can help me, you know. Is that just, oh, that's professional sport, yeah. right? Like, he's got to go. Is there no such thing? Like, does loyalty not matter?
0: Well, even if we want to develop these good players, like, what 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 free end like high-end free agent's going to sign here that's going to change well, I the think, Raptors? Could and I think we get Paul George? Could the, we get Paul George? We need a wing, question, man. We need a three.
1: We need no, a three. The question here of you Casey, four, that, though, is there a coach out there that would make this team better? I don't think so. I don't think there's anyone out there that would make the current roster that we have. If we took that team last year and it was under the guidance of any other coach you could take in the NBA, I don't think there's another coach. But the coach goal out is to make a culture. Really change. It's it.
0: not to make us better if in my scenario. Yeah, I, don't I don't even
1: read our back from the grave, Greg, because he's dead,
2: okay? It can't I happen. Say, I say, I say you bring in, okay, and stay with me here, you bring in Mark Jackson. Okay, and you get Jeff Van Gundy as the,
1: uh, as the GM of basketball operations. I could not disagree more. Like, what happened okay. when Mark Jackson <laughs> let the Golden State Warriors and Steve Kerr become the head coach? Oh, yeah, I forgot. They went a championship. <laughs> that's right. Head. There's a
0: reason why he hasn't been offered anything and well, hasn't taken any TV. jobs. <laughs> and
1: why he's on TV still.
2: Yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if there is like...
0: But there's no free. There's no good free agent that's going to sign here. And again, uh, who else? Uh, per... Um, DeRozan's probably at the peak, you'd say. Of his, he's not getting better than what he is now. I think he'll come back better next Abac year. Abok is not getting better. Shot. He's getting worse. I think DeRozan come Carroll's certainly back getting better. worse. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of players that if you if you really want to bring these people back or you really want to keep going for it with, with what we have, they're at the top of their pyramid right what now. Is not the going reluctance to get better than what they are.
1: of players not coming to Toronto, though, just out of curiosity? Great leadership, direction, and future under Masai Ujiri continuity with the team, great big I think, bigness I think players do what? want to come to Toronto now.
2: I think that's.
1: I think they do want to come here. I think
2: because people want to come to winning scenarios, right? And uh, I think with the last couple of years and and the fans freaking out in Jurassic Park, like it, it's gotten a lot of of hype in Like People Park. want to, I think, now play here. I think
0: we like to think that, but I think Ibaka and those type of players are pretty much as good as we can get. I don't think we're going to really get good, someone like me, Paul. Me Paul George forward. is a great example. Okay. There's, I don't think there's any way Paul George would ever come are to Are you telling
1: rappers. me, like, Milwaukee and Cleveland are, are better, better municipal play, options yeah. than Toronto? No way, man. Third biggest city in, in, <laughs> in North America.
0: Well, Milwa- who's going to Milwaukee?
1: I, I'm just throwing it out there, you know what I mean? Like, I'm saying in comparison to other markets in the States, with the exception of California and maybe Florida, you know what I mean, Toronto is a pretty enticing So you actually think that Chris
0: Paul, Blake Griffin, Kevin Durant, these players are considering Toronto?
1: I wouldn't throw it out the window. I wouldn't hear I don't hear any rumors circu- like circulating that they want to play in Toronto. Realistically they're probably want to go to a proven winner. I think it's more about the current roster we yeah, have that, as opposed to our yeah. location. But,
0: but that's kinda of my point. The current roster we have is not good enough for them to come.
1: No. especially if we were to lose Lowry. but I don't think you no know, but I also don't think it's a city-based issue I think Toronto is a great great opportunity for players to come and play I, I I don't think it's like a you Americans know, kind of do of that Americans north do have place. bias
2: Americans do have bias regarding playing north of the border like that's true uh look with our current four minus the th- minus the three position sorry so one through five minus the three position we are good. We need to upgrade the three position. If you have a like, if if we actually had Damari Carroll in who we thought he was when we signed him, our roster looks, our lineup looks a lot better. Look, we're not going to be. Graffin, we're not going to be... Say the same about Ibaka. Hold on, but Ibaka's a great player. I like Ibaka. I don't know. About Name me five
0: power fours better than Ibaka. He's great. But that's great. not what we needed, though. We didn't need a shooter at the four. Paul
2: Why not? That's like the thing right Dream now. 15. Why wouldn't we just keep
0: Terrence Ross? Then we want three-point shooters.
2: No, 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 no. Uh, well, sure, that Green. that's another thing, right? But what we needed was a better defensive player at the four, a, uh, a shot blocker, and someone that could stretch the floor. He's actually a perfect fit for, I think, our team. Now, look, hold on. We, but we, you have to remember... There's more than one way to win a championship. I see us as the Detroit Pistons model that won in the early... Was it the early 2000s? We got to get a fact check on that, Mid-2000s. right? Mid-2000s. Rip Hamilton, Miles Chauncey Billups, Miles, Ben Wallace, okay? The, that type of team where you have actually five guys playing together all contributing with guys that can score down the stretch, i.e. a player like DeMar DeRozan. I actually think DeMar DeRozan, along with a good three, uh, along with a good wing player, and Kyle Lowry... That's a great. That's enough scoring. I really do believe that, and because he is a clutch player and he can take big shots.
0: That kind of goes against Valanciunas being in the lineup because that no. that whole team is based on a really, really, really tough interior defense, and Ben Wallace sort of anchored that. So Valanciunas doesn't have that kind of athleticism. I, especially bring especially back Bismack. Compared no, to you, these these modern day centers, they're way too athletic. That's that's Valanciunas' problem is he always ends up. You know, sort of get it looking like he's he's too slow and flat footed. It's yeah, his there.
1: limitations as the Cavaliers, you know, especially against Channing Fry. Yo, no, man, but, but again, that's a new with the exception center, a lot of, of chasing doing Channing
2: that. Fry, he played good defensively. He, he, he did. he yeah, like at four four
1: three pointers in game. No, with the exception
2: three. of chasing him. And honestly, if that's like, if Channing Fry beats you, Channing Fry beats you. I mean, it sucks. Like, if you're going to leave someone open, because you need, he, he needs to stay home because LeBron James is like a freight train going towards the basket, right? Like, you can't play. You need him to be around the basket. You know,
1: speaking of LeBron, he, that one post-up move where he kind of, like, regained his confidence as a post-up player. He has, like, the yips as a post-up player. Jonas, he wasn't really applying that at all throughout the latter half of the season, especially in the playoffs. But he looked good against Cleveland. You know, he got a little more aggressive. No, and his defense
2: was good, too. I think he's – look, but the thing is, though, you can move JV out of the lineup and play Ibaka at the five, and then you can play small ball. So we could be versatile there.
0: Yeah, but is not a good shooter. He's not a great, especially for a
2: for a big man. He's no, his shooting actually really impressed me. It really did. Like his threes, like in the playoffs, weren't good. Regular season, he shot very, very well.
0: Uh, his game overall has regressed, though. So to think it's going to get better no, it's as, as it goes on—it's
2: that now he has a bigger responsibility. He played on a team with with Westbrook. Like his athleticism isn't what it was, but that's normal. But that—but his spot-up shot wasn't there when he was on the, on the Thunder either. Like well, he's certainly Thunder, not going to be in the defensive—he's
0: not going to be in the defensive player of the year conversation again.
2: No, but we're not paying him to be that either, right? Like, like if we can get him for a good. Um, but again, if we contract.
0: want if we want three point shooters and shooters, what was the point of trading Terrence Ross to get someone who's not as defensive? Because, we because were trying to T- get defensive. Terrence Ross
2: isn't a man, and we need a man that's consistent. And, <laughs> and if there's one thing that's consistent, it's Serge Ibaka. Like he 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 was the with the exception of that three point shot. Which really, before he came here, he wasn't even doing that much. I think Casey told him to just chuck it up, right? What he is—he cons- was a model of consistency. The
0: amount of shots that he took, though, that you kind of smack your head as soon as he, he releases it. You can already tell it's not going in. Yeah. That happened countless times in the playoffs. Yeah. So the amount of wasted possessions was- that he brought to the floor, I, I don't know. He's not—again, he's a good role model piece, but he's not anything that you, you're going to build you, a championship around.
2: You really around. think that Terrence Ross— is a better player than Serge Ibaka.
0: No, I think if, if that's what we're looking for, though, he's a better three-point shooter. Yeah,
2: but that's not a... Like, overall, you've upgraded your team.
0: No, but he's a better shooter than him, right? So, yeah, maybe we've upgraded the team a little bit, but he's not what we needed, really, then. We needed someone know. who's better. No, we two. needed
2: a four, man. That was, We didn't have a four. We had Patrick Pat- Who did we start at the four? Who were we started at the four? Was it Patrick Patterson?
1: Yep. Pascal that's C. not a, so. a start the yeah.
2: With JV and Ibaka up, no, who has a better front court in the in
0: in the East? Who has a better front court than Jv and Ibaka? Well, yeah. it, it, the thing is, the well, combination. Well, no, tell me who has a better front court. Well, the Cleveland look like they did. No, they, they, they don't. They do not have a better front court. No, but on paper they don't. But the way that the team plays, Both they made our front court look bad
2: qualitatively and literally. Okay, so the the eye test and on paper they're one of the best front courts in the in the league. Now
0: you could a, say the same thing with. A, Lowry and DeRozan
2: they're one of the best backcourts yeah the problem is the wing position we need to upgrade the wing position we got nothing from the wing position the
0: problem is it's all regular season they're good it's the playoffs they all choke
1: maybe a potential max contract offer to Otto Porter jr. moving on guys we have a would couple you would things. you
2: give Otto Porter jr. big money to come to Toronto Because no. we have money bro we have the the MLSC has deep pockets we can get into the, to the luxury tax
0: Let's, let's, let's give the third best player on the Wizards, Max Conner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, guys. Continuing this discussion, we got a few other topics to go through today. So Toronto Raptors aren't the only team kind of at a crossroads. I'm using my uh, fingers in quotation marks Thank right you. now. Thank um, you. The L.A. Clippers, Chicago Bulls, Indiana Pacers, Atlanta Hawks are also kind of in a crux right now, a confusing state. Um, I'm going to start the uh, L.A. Clippers right now. L.A. Clippers of Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, player options. Realistically, both will elect out of free agents coming into the offseason. J.J. Redick is an unrestricted free agent. If you are uh, running the Clippers, what do you do, Greg?
2: Oh, man, I don't know, burying my head in the sand. Like,
1: like I, 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 that is a
2: crossroads. That's a crossroads because you're – that team, there was so much, like, hype around them.
0: I think that's an easy rebuild. you yeah. got to blow that up.
2: Yeah, I mean, but if you're, again, it, it, if you're the Clippers, so many years of losing,
1: and now it's like, oh, we can't win the championship, so tear it down, and let's empty the I think this is again. a very similar situation to what I said about the Toronto Raptors earlier. You know? Chris Paul and Blake Griffin are fantastic basketball players, but they can't coexist on one team. But clean, is you're... that fair to say? Have they been healthy? Like, if they were healthy, by the way, I know I owe you a
2: beer and ten bucks. Thank you. But if 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 Griffin never got injured, they would have beat them. I would have really liked to see the Clippers and the Warriors play because they fucking hate each other.
1: I don't think that would be true. I think they wouldn't have got would swept. They wouldn't have got swept. Utah sucks. Oh my god. Well, They
0: beat okay. the Clippers. No, they don't, they beat the
2: Clippers. But they're a good no, but without their best without their best score. Like it's easy to do without Blake Griffin. They should beat them without Blake Griffin. And I, they still barely beat them. I'm
1: shocked you just said the Utah Jazz. No, they don't
2: suck. suck. I'm going to go back. That's not fair. It's <laughs> not fair. Uh, I think you think it's a very overrated. Greg, I think yeah. you think they're better than they are. Gobert has no offensive game.
1: I don't think you truly... Okay, Gobert Gordon has Hayward no offensive game. Gordon, Gordon would, Hayward is good. Gordon Hayward is... You would good. rather a Valanciunas or Gobert? Hayward is on the fringes of being a superstar. Did Probably you see Gobert. him play the Golden State Warriors? Offensively, is off- better than Gobert, though. Way better. We can't have multiple conversations. Podcast, <laughs> Sorry. Guys. Sorry, keeping on one track. These guys are rookie bitches when it comes to the podcast game, so I'm kind of We spoke about the use of here. that type of language. Right? Rookie right. bitches? Freshman okay, what was the, slut? What, what was the question? Um... And I completely then, forgot because you guys the had Clippers a separate thing. I, said it. I have no idea what No, to do no, with it wasn't it a question. It was me just sort of jesting to you that Gordon Hayward isn't just some guy on the court. Gordon Hayward right. no, Gordon is Hayward's a good. contract superstar, a guy who against the Golden State Warriors put up Astro, like put up like twenty five and five on a 90 basis, is. being guarded he, by Draymond. Hayward is Green. in a similar bracket, I think, as DeRozan. All right. He's, all right, let me calm down a bit. Let me calm down started,
2: a bit. Star <laughs> maybe becoming a superstar, but nowhere close to a megastar.
0: So he's kind of that kind of Player the Raptors should target in free agency. There you go.
1: Well, does <laughs> he plays at the two right? Gordon three. Gordon Hayward can play the three, but three. Gordon Hayward realistically is going to the Boston Celtics. His relationship with Brad yeah. Stevens, former coach of Butler, he recruited him from high school as well when he was a fat kid. Did you know Gordon Hayward was like a six foot tall, five foot eleven, fat kid in like grade eleven, grade twelve, and Brad Stevens saw saying in the kid. So shit, he might go back to the Boston Celtics. We'll see what happens. Which makes them
0: scary. That yeah. Makes the Raptor yeah. makes the Raptors chances a little bit. Uh, you know harder again next right. year
1: exactly so moving on to this graffin let me ask you a question what about the chicago bulls full out rebuild can they find a complementary the find complementary pieces to kind of surround jimmy butler with you know they've been looking to add assets or have players around him that can play you know jimmy's at a point right now he's so fed up with the organization he's clearly shown his disgust with the direction of the team what do you do if you are the run in the chicago bulls
0: well the bulls franchise has always been sort of great and i don't know i I, would, I think they've just been picking up the wrong free agents the last couple of years. It's just been the wrong guys with Dwayne Wade and Rondo and pieces like that. Schematically,
1: so, it doesn't make any sense.
0: No, I think that they could good do... good in the playoffs. They, they're the type of team, though, that can... Get free agents. They can attract great free agents, and I think they have a chance. I don't think that they should do really anything but look for look for more talent to add around Jimmy Butler. Well, Probably kind of, a big man.
1: Just kind of put into context, so Wade is on a player option this year. He'll realistically elect out of Rondo's on a team option. I'm not quite sure Chicago Bulls will want to bring him back. Probably uh, not. Mircic and Michael Carter-Williams are also restricted, so they also have a couple uh, issues to deal with in the offseason. Greg, what do you think of the Chicago Bulls?
2: Yeah. I actually don't think players want to go to Chicago because the front office is in shambles and they they're like a joke. They're like the Knicks. They're a big American market, but in terms of
0: they have that you have that desire though as a free agent to go and there the and change everything.
2: No, but 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 that. I think, you know, they haven't always been a great organization. I think they were great when Jordan was there. And then they had the, the Darren Rose years, which ended... Um, well, I think
1: you're, for, you're forgetting one massive blip in the radar of their history. They were a terrible organization. They were terrible for a while, too. They were the too. team that drafted Tyson Chandler and Eddie Curry as well.
2: I remember. Right? No, but, but my point is now, Second, the third. front office, like, and the way that they've treated players, the trades that they made at the deadline... Uh,
1: the the Doug I McDermott yeah, and, Gibson and getting campaign who maybe played like five minutes per game to the players.
2: I'm as well, so you right? think the Raptors should should blow it up? But the Bulls, I mean, they're just a couple of pieces away. They're in the right direction. Absolutely not. I, I disagree 100%. Well, the, questions, the <laughs> no, question it, is more I based around Bull- the
1: fact I think what Grafman's probably going into right now is the fact that for the Chicago Bulls, you know, their buildup revolves around trading one single player, and that's Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler clearly doesn't want to be part of this team. You can see the direction going. <laughs> I think going. trade Butler, trade man. As trade well. him, get L- like a draft see, pick in the upcoming draft. See, that's and, the and same rebuild. conversation you're having then. Trading Jimmy Butler essentially entails that that is, team is going to be rebuilding. Starting from scratch. Yeah. Beyond Jimmy Butler, who do they have? No one. Wade's not gonna come back. R- R- Rondo was the
2: best player on that team all year, man. I really believe that. Let, let, uh, watching him play there, he still has game. I wanna see who picks up Ray John Rondo. So the explosion still has, game. Game? I never, still has I game I didn't know he
0: had game in the first he, place.
2: Oh, <laughs> win, man, You don't need a jump shot to have game.
0: Uh, well, all you gotta do is play with three Hall of Famers, right? Yeah, just assist the ball, yeah, man. That, that's that's exactly. the key to being good.
1: All right, I'm going to throw this one back to you, Graf. Indiana Pacers, is this the last we've seen of Paul George as a Pacer? You know, should they trade him now? He has one year left in his contract. I know he's shown some sort of interest for the L.A. Lakers. What do you do with the Pacers? I Lakers. think
0: that interest in the Lakers, because I think, I think he's going to go to the Lakers, because he, he kind of has expressed but it. Enough times.
1: He's yeah, from Again, there, it's right? just like, I
0: guess it's kind of similar to me, like Chicago. It's one of those teams that you want to go to and change the whole. The Lakers, whole, yeah. You could be the superstar uh, of L.A., Right. Yeah, the superstar of Chicago. They have a history. Yeah. New York, the Knicks, yeah, yeah, even yeah, yeah. the Celtics. It has one of those kind of. I don't know. Again, that that Paul George is going to go anywhere else. So for me, I think it's kind of inevitable. They kind of almost should trade him uh, this season and, and look to rebuild.
1: I think in the NBA in general, you know, every team's goal is to find that one transcendent guy. We talk about LeBron James being the boogeyman in the Eastern Conference because yep. he's so independently dominant. Sorry, guys. I'm chewing on ice like an asshole. Rookie. I think Paul George in the right situation. Like, we've seen it time and time again in a Paul George. In the right situation, on the right team, at the right time, Paul yeah. George is a go-to top 10 transcended franchise of finding player. Yep. And Greg said something pretty yep. interesting right there. What about letting Kyle Lowry go and, and picking up George in one basket? And he picking up George and Paul making George. a pick for him? And then Who you would have we
0: trade for Paul George?
1: Everything. Like... I would I would trade all of our prospects, our next three yeah. first round picks. I would I would yeah. throw these everything. Guys. That's everything not worth it. The him.
2: kitchen sink. I don't think you they wouldn't should. do that.
0: The other teams have more to offer. If you can, I other don't know. teams have a first round pick coming up that will be actually a lottery pick. We don't have. We wouldn't have that if we got Paul George. We'd be a top six team again.
1: Yeah, but I don't think a lot of team. I think a lot of teams are really reluctant in trading. Like Boston, for example, is reluctant in trading their. Number yeah. one potential pick because of the LA Lakers sort of connection. If we can get one year of Paul George, bring it to the market like Toronto, show him how great the city is and show him how great the team is. In imagine, it's like a very hippy dippy ish thing. To no, say, man, but.
2: imagine DeRozan and George on the same, like that's your two and three, and then you have Ibaka at the four. JV, it's like, like you put Corey Joseph, at, or right, as the point guard, that's fine. And then imagine, imagine Chris
0: Paul came, and then he just took like uh, you know not a max contract, but just wanted to win. And then Blake, like Griffin came, and then and <laughs> then, then Kevin Durant <laughs> saw how everyone was coming to the Raptors. <laughs> I see where you're going. And, and, and it's I just like was, Miami and I all once the once great weather easy, up here. So <laughs> I once thought it would be, a dream. and then world peace happened. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the, the oceans clean themselves. Or I, I, or BP oil. It's great spill, to think high. I just don't think it's realistic. I don't think it's realistic. He's going to LA. And we couldn't but trade why? anything. We couldn't LA trade anything L.A. is so
2: far, like from becoming like if they have to trade him to L.A. Right? You have to trade him to L.A. He wouldn't go there as a free agent. He has a year left on his contract. Right? Yeah. Okay. You have to yep. trade yep. him. To, he'd go there, and there'd be nothing around him, and they would suck. Like they would be worst. His his window to a champ. Like he, they would have to. There have to be some serious moves. made. I don't think
0: L.A. has to trade for him. They're going to get him in the in free agency. Okay.
2: That, you're you're
1: like, a fan of the Lonzo Ball, Paul George connection? <laughs> Potential connection?
0: No, right? But still, like,
2: that's by the end of his prime. I they feel like I can see the
1: LeVar Balls, like, Paul George is the poor man's Lonzo Ball. Like, they're saying some insane <laughs> shit to Paul George in the media. Sorry, guys, continuing this, we're running late into the podcast. Unfortunately, I'll throw this one over to Gregory. Well, when we're having Shottis. fun, you know? We're having a <laughs> blasty blast. This might run a little bit longer than usual, guys. Glad so it's people. great to have someone else on this podcast. That yeah, knows so what they're the talking same about. You know? boring, monotonous conversation that I uh, regurgitate on a weekly basis. And misogyny, M- misogyny. I don't, I don't think the word "bitch" is that misogynistic. Spencer
2: Hawes is the face of white privilege. You brought facts <laughs> to justify that <laughs> adage. So Kyle don't Korver. give me shit for that. Okay. <laughs> Isn't he? Uh, you, did you tell me that he's super religious, Kyle Corver?
1: He is. Yeah. Yeah,
2: he might also be the face of white privilege.
1: Yes, Kyle Corver. Yeah. I don't think he knows what white privilege is. Right, can, speaking of Kyle Korver, so the Atlanta Hawks, another team kind of <laughs> had the Crossroads right now as an organization, looking like they're going to lose Paul Millsap. Um, you know, what do they do as an organization? Do you resign like Mil- you try to resign Millsap? Try to back Tim Hardaway Jr. You know, also knowing that like unlike the Raptors, you have really solid young blue chip prospects and Torin Prince and Dennis Schroeder, who had great playoff performances here.
2: Oh, the Hawks, eh? They're well, they're. Hands are tied a little bit because they signed Howard. So you would think that they want to win now, right? Otherwise, why would you
0: sign Dwight
1: Howard, it an aging
2: like,
0: star with twenty three point five million dollars
1: on his uh, per year for the next two years? Which is yeah, like, it seems like
0: he could just eat up contract though. I mean, they've overachieved the last couple of years. I don't think they've done. I don't think they think they would have done as well as they did the last couple of years. I think they certainly thought that one year where they came in first place. Their team wasn't that great. It was almost like a Detroit Pistons kind of style team, like yeah. you said, where they and had they five great well. players, and you know they have a good coach. So, uh, the Hawks are, are hard to to place where they're going to go. But
2: Millsap apparently wants to stay there. So if if you you know what that's a, you know what that front court is the only front court that rivals the Raptors. Actually, that's a better front court. Dwight and and uh, Millsap.
1: Dwight, Dwight Howard's a half cadaver. Like, yeah, Jv actually played. Day. Yeah,
2: um, it's it's tough to say what to do with that franchise. You're right; they have some intriguing pieces, but like realistically, so for them, like there's no more. Like they don't have any more years to grow because y- you got to take you got Dwight now, in in the tail end, way tail end of his of his prime. You got to use him soon. Millsap too is is in a spring chicken. Like that team is in a win now or. Rebuild scenario. I, I might I don't even know because I wouldn't have signed Dwight in the first place. I think he's he's the definition of a prima donna. All
1: right, continuous conversation. I'm pretty sure he's called Paul Millsap as well, he chicken, so yeah. going <laughs> sorry guys, uh I had that last point.
0: No no I was just gonna say, yeah, he's he's in terms of a culture killer, Dwight yeah. Howard is number one, I'd say. Like he's one of those players that comes into your team and I don't think he provides any leadership at all. He's a max contract donna kind of player,
2: yeah. Knock, yeah, knock the ball. He'll whine. He, he's it's the age of the celebrity
1: athlete, man. He's the star in his own head. And... He's also like, uh, like he reminds me of like a fake Christian, like an uber conservative Christian, like he just is a like Christian for social brownie points. Like, I went to church and I put it on Instagram. I know it's a very kind of fucked up thing to say, like but...
2: Steph Curry. Yeah. S- S- I just, Steph, I don't, Steph Curry's he, that guy, he plays like such a brat. He really does. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dallas, two, he's three, really evolved into chewing, a brat. He's just like so. Like, always wanting attention, chewing on his mouth guard, always pointing up to – every time you score it, got to point up to God, you know. No, God didn't make you good. You were born the son of Del Curry.
1: Like, who, who taught you how to shoot? Point at Dad. Who okay. was incredibly affluent growing up, who probably puts you in a ton of basketball camps. Yeah, that's trial. what I mean. Like, it's, you know, anyways, sorry. So, we're going to this uh, religious talk. Christian, let me uh, <laughs> ask you a <laughs> question here. Uh, so, we got Boston and Washington. We got Boston winning last night. They're up 3 uh, 2. Good series. Realistically, though, do any of these teams have a shot at beating, I'm going to call it LeBron and Co., not the Cleveland Cavaliers? No, they do not.
0: Um, I would say that, oh, first of all, look at what the Cavs do when they're rested. Look how they destroyed the Raptors. I mean, there's a reason why they rest their players in the regular season. They learned from previous years Mm -hmm. that that's the secret to their success. And they know that if they sweep teams and they get that rest, rest, iron out those little kinks and bruises, they're going to come in and probably win the first two games at home right away. And when a team gets put on their heels like that, I think it's really hard to come back. And I think that neither of the two teams have the talent. Uh, I'd love to see John Wall and Kyrie (coughs) going against each other. But still, Le- LeBron is there, and no one's going to. Who's going to stop LeBron on either team? Auto is the answer, okay?
2: <laughs> Washington, uh, I think, has more of a chance. They played them tighter. They're more talented, I yeah, think. Yeah, they'll win a couple games, I think. But I don't think they're beating the Celtics.
1: I, got, I go with Boston. Uh, well, well, I see. go with Boston as a team has a better shot. I think no Boston. Way, man. Yeah. You see what LeBron did to them? The re- at the end of the regular Listen, season. but what I'm trying to get at is that neither team is going to beat Cleveland. Of course but not. But I think, realistically, Boston would have the best chance because they had those like really weird streaky nights where they can go off on the three-point line like they did last night and shoot 50% from the three. That is the only shot they have. I don't think Washington has enough depth, especially off their bench, to be able to compete with Cleveland, who can have different looks off the bench with the addition of, like, Daron Williams, uh, Williams. It's not um,
2: about depth in the playoffs, though. It's about yeah, but stars. Washington, and, and Washington, stars right. Washington
1: literally has no bench whatsoever. They yeah, have one don't... player that can come off the bench. You can't play John Wall and Bradley Beal 40 minutes. You can. Question. Marcin Gortat. You're hey, talking about these Markeith, Adverta- Morris and all these advertisement Jr., breaks that they
2: give during the playoffs. There's plenty of time to rest. I mean, you can't play them 48 minutes, but you can. My, my point is, you can match the they can match the stars with Cleveland better than uh, the Who? Celtics. The Celtics' rotation isn't going to help them against
1: Cleveland. He, I just, not, It's just not. I don't I, know. My opinion. I, I, I think Jay Crowder has a better shot at guarding LeBron to, than Marquise yeah. Morris does, in but, my opinion. But, you can't, but that's who else is no Washington s- had to throw at him? You're gonna throw Alder Porter Jr., the kid at him, Kelly Oubre. No, but it's not about
2: stopping LeBron. It's about how can you hurt them with what you do. And I think hence wa- Boston's three point shooting. But that's Was- what? Get but it, though. Uh, I think Washington's star power, especially with 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 John Wall, because Kyrie Irving's defense is suspect. And I think with his speed and power, he can overwhelm Irving. I don't know if Isaiah Thomas's quickness. Will work the same way against Irving. I, I think, think Irving...
1: when John Wall faces a tenacious defender in a series like Avery Bradley, like he's dealing with right now, when he shoots like what six for twenty-one last night, hmm. I don't. I, I I know you undervalue guys like J.R. Smith and and even myself, I don't undervalue that. But I think they're. I think I undervalue I think the Celtics. De- I, I I just think the Celtics realistically over the Washington Wizards. I know you hate the Celtics for some strange. I don't reason. hate
2: them. I don't respect them though.
1: I think they had the death to come to. Because we've been beating them up. They've been beating them. beating them up for I think years. They, have a like, shot than they
2: They had more wins than us this year, sure. But when, the, when they're like, we beat them the last game we played them without Lowry, we beat them. And you're going to go, and I, I watched them yeah, play against. They offered no resistance to Lowry. I'm the asking you game. who's going to have the who, better shot? The bigger Washington. point differential
1: between the two teams after a sweep, okay? That's probably realistically the conversation we should be having because both those teams are beating the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm saying who has a better shot. They shouldn't even play the series, you know? They should <laughs> they should let the Raptors have another
2: series against them and then just push on Cleveland into the next round. No, the, so loo- the loser end. of San
0: Antonio and Houston can play Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> them in the next round. Why? Who do you think? So you, you think Boston has a better shot of bothering LeBron and I just Co. think they have more
1: bodies to throw at them. I think they have more length yeah. in situations, and I think they have better three-point shooting.
0: I think Washington's a tougher team. And, Wash, and again, that's one of the things the Raptors lacked in the series was toughness. It's why they haven't really been able to – they didn't compete with Cleveland a lot. So I think being able to have that fire and, – and Washington's also so good at home, their home crowd. I think they can actually steal a couple there. And if they do, that's all they need is a- –
1: Boston – you're talking about Washington's home crowd? I'm talking about Boston's home crowd, baby. You're talking about that, like, it's a pure, angry, like, East Coast, like, blue-collar, like, Washington Irish. Ireland racist anger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. Continuing this uh, this podcast, (laughs) (laughs) the next matchup we have is the San Antonio Spurs and the Houston Rockets. Spurs up three two. Did you guys see that Kawhi Leonard out of Game Seven? He is out not of game, seven game seven. Game, game six. Top. Game six. Sorry, game six. I'm, game I'm, six. Uh, I'm having a uh, mental break. Three, two. Three plus two equals five. Three plus two equals I'm an idiot. Sorry, guys. I apologize for that When Game six. Kawhi Leonard's out. Last game went to overtime. Kawhi obviously went out in overtime. Did you see Tony was able to take it over. What, what is your impression? Do you think Houston can take, even up his matchup with Kawhi out of game six? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think Greg
0: Popovich can beat the Houston Rockets. Oh, no, yeah. No, <laughs> so I So not
1: So, I agree with Christian. I,
2: I think, okay, for... Yes, of course, Houston is expected to win. At home. They were expected to win even if Kawhi plays because, like, in Game 6, to bring it to Game 7. But the Spurs are... Like, they beat in that game, uh, and Kawhi was huge for them to stay in it when the Rockets were like... that. The game, Game 5, the pace totally was with Houston. It was a quick... Like, they were forcing the Spurs into such quick offense. It was like they had, they had dictated the pace. Mm-hmm. But even though... Leonard goes down. The, the Spurs system shines through, and they win. They find a way to win. Uh, guys step up. The, the the ball is moving. They're executing right. Uh, so you. The never thing know. is, when
0: when Kawhi's not guarding Harden, though, you know Harden's going to have a great game and oh, yeah. they're home. Uh, no, they're gonna I can win. see Houston, Houston winning Houston it at home win. and then the Spurs winning it in seven. Because um, Kawhi Leonard will come back for game, Leonard game back for game seven. As long as Kawhi Leonard
1: comes back for game exactly. seven. The biggest question I have in this series... You just said it, step up. The secondary guys stepping up. Now, yeah. Last night we saw it out of Danny Green and Patty Mills who had fantastic games. But beyond this matchup, this has been the Kawhi Leonard show. You know, Traditionally, the San Antonio Spurs have been the organization with an ensemble cast of guys who can all contribute and add offensively. This season, I've never seen the Spurs at a crossroads again with the air quotations Uh. um, where they don't really have any secondary scoring. They have... Aging vets and guys like Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, who did you see? Oh yeah, yeah. Let me finish what I'm getting at here. They have guys like who can have game finishing blocks like Manu Ginobili, but realistically, you can't have an expectation out of him every single night. Tony Parker's gone for the rest of the playoffs. Danny Green has barely showed up this season the last two years. Yo, he hit huge shots on that. He did. He did. He played a fantastic (laughs) game. I'm just saying, consistently, night after night after night. Does San Antonio have the depth to deal with what Houston can bring to the table? The other co- side of the conversation is the injury to Nene Hilario. I think that is a massive loss to the Houston Rockets. I think having to put Ryan Anderson on the bench as a backup center mm-hmm. and replace him with Eric Gordon as like a forward, sort of guard, I guess, whichever Ariza. Really handicaps and hinders a team's depth and ability to play the game they want to
0: play. Nene and Clint Capella are kind of like the same player, I find, though. So you can almost replace them. You just got to ask more at a Clint Capella. I don't
2: know, man. Clint Capella has hops. Nene is more of a power big
1: man. Uh, but the role they play Klink,
0: on the Klink, team. Ka- yeah. You're yeah, just yeah, going to yeah. have to but, ask a little bit more at a Clint Capella. Yeah. They were so that They were
1: very complimentary to one of each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, having Clint Capella, like Clint Capella can't play 40 plus minutes a game. You need to have someone behind him. He's young. You got to let him run. Run. Yeah He's man. He's young.
0: How old is he? That
1: that kid's impressive though, Capella. He and he short. came out of
0: nowhere. So I think you can ask a lot of him and expect it.
1: I don't think he can sustain that over the course of a 40 45 minute game or 45 40 45 minute minutes played in a game.
2: Yeah, you need to bring in someone. They look really vulnerable. Well, it like is when a when Ryan Anderson is guarding like Aldridge and Aldridge just abusing him on the block.
0: There's that mentality of if you don't win that game though. The entire series is over and your season's done, so you can say run your heart out and play yeah. the forty-five minutes. Because if you don't, we're done. Uh,
2: on your point about the second score, it's been disappointing to see Aldridge take a step back. That being said, everyone's numbers when they're on the Spurs take a step back because you you make the extra pass. Oh, Shaq was saying this in in the halftime show, the TNT halftime show, which might as well just be called the Mastercard like advertising show. Okay, <laughs> like there's no actual. The there's, Nabisco halftime show all, sponsored by Costco. There's literally two minutes of like them just like talking shit to each other. And this is an award-winning halftime show, right? Mm-hmm. Two minutes of them talking shit to each other, and the rest is advertisements. Okay, now, on that point, Shaq did say something of value. He, he was saying how Aldridge, and he was showing clips, he's backing in once, backing in twice, taking the contact, and then he's spinning away from the basket. No, you back in once, back in twice, make a move towards, attack the basket attack the basket. And he's he's just settling for shots. He need They need to keep
1: pounding it inside and they need to get something from it. He looks passive. He's not the same old LaMarcus Aldridge and the Portland Trailblazers, that's for sure. All right, guys, with that, that is the end of our podcast number nine. Uh, guys, do you want to add anything else quickly?
2: I mean, I was told there would be a discussion about the GOAT.
1: You know what? We'll save that for next week because we're running down to 48 minutes. But next week, we will have... A very, very, very intense conversation about LeBron James and Michael Jordan and who is the greatest of all time. But until then, peace out, D-Dot. See ya. Ah!